Today on In Grace, we're in Shiloh to give you a Shiloh Dig update. Welcome to In Grace with Jim Scudder, Jr. He is the senior pastor of Quentin Road Baptist Church in Lake Zurich, Illinois, as well as the host of In Grace Radio and TV. Today on In Grace, we're going to take you on an adventure of a lifetime. We're going to take you to Israel today, and we're going to the center of the country, the heart of the country, the heartland of Israel, Samaria. They call it the West Bank, and we're going to the city that was the capital of Israel for over 300 years, the place where the tabernacle stood, the place where the the Ark of the Covenant sat, the place of Eli and Hannah and Samuel. We're going to Shiloh today here on In Grace. We're going to be bringing you the amazing discoveries from Israel, which is the dig in 2023. It was last summer. We were there on the last day of the largest archaeological dig in Israel. The Associates for Biblical Research are conducting this dig. Uh, We've been um, fascinated with their work and especially their dig at Shiloh. And so we're so thrilled to be able to have on the program again our friend, Dr. Scott Stripling. Dr. Stripling is a man that has been involved in archaeology for many years. He's the one that recently found the cursed tablet from Mount Ebal. It's a monumental find that really wasn't too far from Shiloh. As a matter of fact, the first year I filmed at Shiloh with Dr. Stripling, we went with him up to Mount Ebal, and he told me one day he'd like to sift, wet sift those discard piles from the previous dig, and he did, and he found the cursed tablet. Well, he's found other things. Him and his team of dozens of others, volunteers, archaeologists from all over the world, have descended once again upon Shiloh, and you will not believe what they found. I will share that with you today here on In Grace on our Friday and Weekend Edition, Amazing Discoveries from Israel. By the way, it all ties in with the Bible. The Bible is true. The Bible is accurate. And I'm so excited to share that with you. Just before we get into this, let me tell you that In Grace is coming to you. Now, we've been to a number of cities. We're just in South Dakota. We've been to Tampa, San Francisco, Chicago, Milwaukee, and other places. We're coming for the first time to Arizona. For those of you that live in Arizona, I can't wait to meet you. We're going to be there February 3rd. That's a Saturday. We have a free ticket for you. Well, I think we do. Uh, We have a limited number that can go to the venue that we're renting. But I'll be speaking about Israel and the end times, and we're going to have special music. We're going to have food and a wonderful time of fellowship. My wife will be with me. I can't wait to meet you. So go to our website, ingraceradio.com. Click on Gather in Grace Arizona. Gather in Grace Arizona. And there, if we have the ticket still available, you can grab your ticket. And again, I can't wait to meet you in the Phoenix area, February 3rd. Also, because of all that's happened in Israel, we need to stand with Israel. We need to support the Jewish people. And the way that I'd like to do it is send you a bookmark. This is for free. And it says, I stand with Israel and the Jewish people. There's original artwork of a beautiful star of David. If you turn the bookmark over, it says, Genesis 12, 3, I will bless them that bless thee. Folks, you need to stand with Israel and the Jewish people. Having this bookmark will remind you of that. And it's free right here from us at In Grace. Call us at 1-800-78-GRACE, 1-800-78-GRACE, or go to our website, ingraceradio.com. Now, 
We also have a poster that says the same thing. The Star of David, I Stand with the Jewish People, Genesis 12, 3, 8 by 10 poster. We're going to send this to you as a thank you for your gift of any amount to Ingrace. The bookmark is free, the poster for gift of any amount. Your gift will make sure we can spread the gospel to as many people as we can, and you get to put this up somewhere and say, I support Israel, I support the Jewish people. Contact us today, 1-800-78-GRACE or ingraceradio.com. Just call us, 800-78-GRACE, or go online, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Hey everybody, we're back in Shiloh, one of the most amazing places in the entire world. Why? We are in the biblical heartland of Israel, and Shiloh is the heart of Israel. This is where the capital was for Israel for over 300 years. The tabernacle was here. So many Bible stories happened here, and there's a dig going on. We are going to cover the Shiloh Dig 2023 to find out what they have found on this very last day of a month-long dig. In just a few minutes, two big buses full of volunteers and a van full of archeologists is gonna arrive and we're gonna follow them in and show you what they found here at Shiloh. Awesome, awesome stuff. You're gonna love it. I love looking at the finds, the stones, and the places that are so tied in together with our faith here at Shiloh. Over the last few years that we've been filming here at Shiloh, we've been able to sit down with Scott Stripling and others, and they've shown us the incredible small finds. Last year, Scott found these two beautiful gold stars. Again, gold is rare to find in archaeology, and they found two in this same bone pile, this Favisa deposit. So we're going to find out what else they found in this spot today. And then one of the greatest two finds that they found here in the past, the ceramic palm granites. They found four of the five prongs intact. And if you remember in Exodus 28, these would have hung from the high priest's robe. They've also found three horns for a four-horned altar, likely from the Iron Age. Again, lining up with scripture as the Bible describes these things. Now we're gonna find out what they found this year as we always wait for the final week and the final day of the dig to make sure we're able to be part of all of the exciting discoveries that they've made in Shiloh this year. We're trying to find the corners of this monumental building, which your theory would be it's the tabernacle or the platform of the tabernacle. And this corner is really interesting. So this is the, what, southeast corner? This is our southeast corner, and we have the other three corners clearly. Now this is a new square, right? You knew, you thought this would have been the, the corner by measurement by other corners you found. What else did you find here? Well, we have um, the socket stone for a door. And when we came down just about half a meter, there was the socket stone of the door in place. And that's really important because the Bible mentions architectural features. When you get features like a gate or a door or a wall in the text, you would love to find confirmation. The socket stone was exactly where we anticipated it would be. The first hint comes from the text itself in 1 Samuel 3. At the beginning of the chapter, you're reading about the curtains of the tabernacle. By the end of the chapter, you're reading about the walls of the tabernacle. 
Then we go to the Mishnah, the Seder Olam and the Zabayim both say that a permanent structure was built at Shiloh with a tent over it as a roof. Then along come archeologists here 3,100 years later and we uncover a building that matches that description. That's not a coincidence. We've started with the, the least impressive corner and we'll work our way to the most impressive, okay? If this is the least impressive, <laughs> we have a great program today. All right, let's go to the next one. So we're standing at the northeast corner of this monumental building. The wall comes all the way across from our area H, comes under the pathway, comes here and forms a corner. So when we did the dimensions, from the biblical text of where the corner should be. We anticipated that, we opened a square here, and there was the corner. That's amazing, because your theory then is verified, at least in this little instance. People sometimes use the term biblical archeology span as a pejorative, but not for me. Um, the Bible gave us the dimensions, archeology span showed us exactly what the Bible was talking about. Now, some people would expect the tabernacle to be either at the bottom, and that's kind of been the theory, or at the top. And this is kind of not in either one. So why, why would this be the height of the tabernacle? Very interesting. In Jerusalem, the Temple Mount is not the highest elevation either, okay? As the mountains round about Jerusalem, so the Lord is round about His people. I think it's here because the big fortification wall is right there. So you want to be inside the wall so your sacred structure is protected. Okay, Jim, this is our southwest corner. And the large early Roman or New Testament period wall sits right on top of this earlier wall. Okay. So that's the corner we were looking for. And next season, of course, we'll have to go back and do more. But with the math, having the other corners then, we were able to do the math and give us the fourth corner. We are now in the final corner. Jim, this is really well preserved. The wall we looked at from the other side, here it is coming across. Right so you have like a three-dimensional puzzle on your hands. That's right. From centuries apart. And yeah, how do if you, someone how do you likes keep... a good jigsaw puzzle, we have the ultimate jigsaw puzzle. This is an area that is really exciting because it's a sacred bone deposit or it's called a favisa. Right. And you started doing some work here last year. We have about 100,000 bones that we anticipate are gonna come out of this area. Um, every day, bones and pottery from the time of Joshua. They dump these bones after the sacrificial process. They come to the edge of the city outside the camp and this becomes a sacred deposit. The bones are disproportionately from the right side of the animal, interestingly. No pig bones in here, only kosher animals. And as we're bringing down these balks, in each balk we find the, the bone levels in a microstratigraphy, like it's been laid down over time, because you have three centuries of a sacrificial system taking place here. We don't have this in Jerusalem, okay? Here we get to actually see for the first time what the sacrificial system was like. But you're also finding other things that could be offerings as well. Explain the pottery and the other objects. Let's think about the sacrificial process. You come to Shiloh and you want to reconnect with God and with other people through the shedding of blood. 
it's not just the animal sacrifice, there's a libation also. So the vessels that we find here are mostly restorable vessels. They can all be put back together. That's very rare. Mm. That tells us that these are libations. The, the drink offering has been poured out and then the vessel has value, the vessel itself is broken. I believe that these are offerings. And so they're bringing these gold stars and along with the animal sacrifice and the libation, they're giving a great financial gift. Mm. So is this just uncovered? Yes, sir. Okay, so here's another one, Scott, just handed to me, hot off the presses. And you actually have a zoo archeologist on site this That's year, right. which is brand new. That's How right. helpful has that been? Well, it's extremely helpful because he is then enabling us to identify the species of the animal, male and female, age of the animal. Like for example, in the other squares on site, when we get animal bone, they're older animals. They were work animals. Huh. They were huh. bearing burden. Sure. Here you have young animals huh. and disproportionately from the right side of the, of the animal. So all of this is very, very helpful to us in understanding the sacrificial system. Are you passionate about standing with Israel and showing your support? Well, InGrace Radio has a special offer just for you. For a limited time only, InGrace is giving away a beautiful I Stand With Israel bookmark, absolutely free. And when you give a gift of any amount, Jim Scudder Jr. will also send you an inspiring I Stand With Israel poster. That's right, with your generous gift to InGrace, you'll receive this meaningful set to remind you to stand with Israel. To take advantage of this amazing offer and help InGrace stand with Israel and reach more people with the clear gospel, call now at 800-78-GRACE. That's 800-78-GRACE. Or visit our website at ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Don't miss this opportunity to make a difference and proudly display your support for Israel. Call 800-78-GRACE. Go to ingraceradio.com or write to P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047 today. Together, we stand with Israel and the Jewish people. I know, Scott, that when we were filming here in years past, you were excited because you thought that maybe you'd found one of the features that you're looking for, one of the main features that archaeologists want to find, and that's a gate. But I think you were thinking maybe it was a, a back gate, yeah. side gate. You found something completely <laughs> different and yeah. massive. This is really exciting, Jim. When we came down here, we got this massive wall and we realized there was no glossy in this area. That was my first clue that maybe there was a hint here. The next thing that we saw was this opening in the wall. Okay. That may be curious, like why would you have an opening in the wall when the whole point of a wall is to keep people out? The next season, we came down further and then last season, we got these pillars beginning to emerge. Huh. They're parallel with that big wall. There's five courses of these massive pillars intact here. So we still haven't reached the bottom here we now see a wall going across forming an L. So I think we're in the outer gate chamber of ancient Shiloh, the gate that's mentioned in the Bible. And you have a gate, we usually think of a gate as just a gate, an opening, but right. these were multi-chamber gates and a lot was going on within 
within the gate. So instead of finding a little back gate, you found the gate at Shiloh. Right. How big is that? For well, you guys? I mean, it's really big. If you would ask me at the beginning of the excavation, Scott, in your perfect world, what would you uncover? I would have said, well, the gate and the tabernacle. And lo and behold, it appears that in our field, we have both of those features. And again, the gate is talked about in the Bible, a really sad episode of Eli the high priest hearing bad news mm. and falling and dying. And yeah. this would have been the location of that. The loss of the Ark of the Covenant, the loss of his sons, and then the loss of his life. And then, his, of course, his daughter-in-law gives birth, and the, the baby is called Ichabod. The glory of the Lord has departed. Now we're in the inner gate. Okay, you come into the inner gate of the city, and this is where justice would be meted out. The elders are sitting in the gate of the city. And then most interestingly, Jim, is right behind you, this inset chamber within the inner gate. And this is where you can picture that the leader or the ruler of the city, in our case, Eli, uh, would have been sitting. We also have the Amarna letters that tell us that Silu was a very interesting city, and a man named Turbasu, who was the Egyptian governor, who was overthrown by the Habiru, most likely the Hebrews, was slain in the gate of Silu. Mm. So we not only have the death of Eli, but we also have the death of Turbasu, this Egyptian ruler who was also slain here. Wow, the history comes alive. So if you're picturing Eli sitting here in this inner gate chamber, oh. and he's looking for the runner to come to bring news, well, there's the road right there. And that's the modern road, but these are following the ancient, the road yeah. of the Patriarchs. They're actually a, about to change the name of this to the Patriarchs Highway. Wow. And so you can see where the runner would have been coming from effect, 26 miles away. And when Eli sees that and then he gets the news, this tragedy probably plays out right where we are. Chris Mitchell, CBN, Middle East correspondent for 22 years. Yeah. I thought we'd be able to talk to you for a few minutes yeah, just about, great. maybe first your impressions of this dig. Well, I first came out here many years ago before any of this excavation was going on. So when you come out here and you see what has been done in the last several years, it's incredible. And it's like literally walking back into the Bible. You're sitting where Eli was, we don't want to fall back like he did, right. but this is where Hannah was. This is where Samuel was when he heard the voice of the Lord. The tabernacle, perhaps, they've discovered. It really is literally walking back into the Bible. So you guys are doing what you're called pottery reading? Yeah, we take yesterday's pottery, about 2,000 pieces. We count them and then we lay them out on the table. So we know the supervisor's name, Boyd Seavers in this case, the square number, the locus and the pale number. So that tells us what pottery we're looking at. The square supervisor will usually tell us the context of what they're excavating. Then we'll put all the pottery here and begin to separate it into time periods. This is Abigail Levitt. She's the assistant director here at the Dig in Shiloh. And you've had quite an exciting season here. We have. And Today's the, the last day. What's the season number? Uh, this is our fifth season. Fifth season, okay. And you get to show us some goodies here, huh? Yeah, so I'm also the object registrar, so when people dig things up on the site, and I come around and collect them in my little box, and I get to see all the fun stuff. Huh. Um, so this is a sling stone that came out. Worked flint stones into nice round balls that, you know, you think David and Goliath? So. 
it seems big to me. So is this a bigger sling? Is this more of a bigger weapon? So um, this is actually a medium-sized sling stone. Is it really? Stone. Um, but think, this is probably from the Roman period, Roman military. So when the Jews revolted in the first century AD and the Romans came in to kind of squelch the rebellion, this is what they would have been slinging at the local inhabitants. And this was found approximately where? Up near the Jewish homes, um, up kind of on the top of our area. And the Romans did attack this area then, so. They did, wow. yeah. That's sad. Mm -hmm. Okay, interesting artifact. Yeah, and then this is a scarab. This is a really nice find. We uh, found this one over in the bone deposit area in area D, and um, so the back of it, it's got little legs on the sides, but then on the belly of the beetle, is a really pretty design, and a lot of these will have an Egyptian pharaoh's cartouche on it or something. This one doesn't have a cartouche, but it does have some hieroglyphs on it. You found a scarab mm -hmm. here, and how will that help you? Um, so scarabs are really good for dating because they're, um, they have distinct designs from different periods, um, especially the part on the belly that actually has lettering on it, but even the, the stylistic part on the back and the sides, the, the beetle image um, changes over time. Uh, one more thing, um, and this was also out of the uh, the bone deposit, and this is a really pretty uh, mother of pearl pendant. It's just broken a little bit, mm. um, wow. but we hardly ever find these intact. Mm. So just a really pretty piece of jewelry. We're finding all kinds of beautiful things out of that deposit. Uh, richer finds than we're finding anywhere else on site. So we think that that speaks to probably the, the cultic um, nature of, of that. The bone deposit probably contained offerings as well as uh, the bones of animals. Yeah, again, to stress how unusual this is and mm -hmm. the previous gold finds that you found there. Mm -hmm. uh, these are unusual, very unusual to find such a concentration yes. of expensive objects mm -hmm. exactly. in, in, one, in one place. I absolutely love being at this site here in Shiloh, or as the proper pronunciation is, Shiloh. And Shiloh is used over 30 times in the Old Testament, but it's almost always used as a name of a place. But it is used one time in the Bible. I believe it to be a messianic prophecy. In Genesis 49, verse 10, it says this, The scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor a lawgiver from between his feet, until Shiloh come, and until him shall the gathering of the people be. What does that mean? Well, Shiloh probably is connected to the word shalom, which is peace, so it's this idea of tranquility. The Messiah is going to come and bring tranquility to this land that has seen so much conflict and so much war. And even today, we're in the biblical heartland of Israel in Samaria, it's still called the West Bank, and there's there's terrorism that happens in these areas. Well, there's a day when a peacecomer will come and solve the world's problems. We've tried to solve the problems of the world. We can't, it seems to be getting worse. Well, one day, the problem solver will arrive. His name is Jesus, or perhaps Shiloh. Do you know him? Have you received him by faith? Have you put your trust in him? The Bible says, for by grace are we saved through faith and that not of ourselves, it's a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. We can be saved from our sins, from our imperfections, from our mistakes, from our 
not telling the truth, our lies, all of the, the sins that we have in our lives, we can be saved from those sins because the perfect one paid for them on a cross. He died and he rose again. And if you will believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, you will be saved today and forever. Are you passionate about standing with Israel and showing your support? Well, InGrace Radio has a special offer just for you. For a limited time only, InGrace is giving away a beautiful I Stand with Israel bookmark, absolutely free. And when you give a gift of any amount, Jim Scudder Jr. will also send you an inspiring I Stand with Israel poster. That's right, with your generous gift to InGrace, you'll receive this meaningful set to remind you to stand with Israel. To take advantage of this amazing offer and help InGrace stand with Israel and reach more people with the clear gospel, call now at 800-78-GRACE. That's 800-78-GRACE. Or visit our website at ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Don't miss this opportunity to make a difference and proudly display your support for Israel. Call 800-78-GRACE. Go to ingraceradio.com or write to P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047 today. Together, we stand with Israel and the Jewish people. Thank you for joining us on InGrace Radio with Jim Scudder, Jr. InGrace is a member of the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability. Our goal is to share the light of Jesus to a darkening world, helping you find hope, gain purpose, and be a light. You can be that light today by joining our mission to spread the gospel around the world. Just call us, 800-78-GRACE, or go online, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Tune in next week as we continue to explore God's Word and His world on InGrace Radio.